Welcome to Chewing the Fat, special edition uh, this Saturday. I know that uh, you know I try to stay away from as much politics as I can on the podcast, but uh, there's so much happening around the world and so much happening here in the U.S. Sometimes I just it can't be avoided. And I was so fascinated with the Brexit deal uh, when it first, when the vote first happened. It was such a big deal, and now we're coming down to the wire, and we don't. I don't know. Uh, what's going on? If they're going to make it, if they're the United Kingdom is going to, you know, care. And I kind of care. I kind of care. And I've been a fan of this guy who his studio is in London, uh, Peter Bellerby. He is the uh, founder, head, grand poobah of Bellerby and Company, and they make uh, they make globes, and they're so cool. These globes are so cool. And I just uh, Peter is such a good guy. And I wanted to uh, I wanted to chat with Peter a little bit because he's on the he's on the ground. I mean, his studios are in London proper, and he kind of feels what's uh, you know what's happening in the country. And I just kind of want to get a feel for um, what is actually happening in the United Kingdom around this Brexit deal. And I wanted to talk to him about his company, uh, Ballerby and Company, making these uh, tremendous globes that I love so much. And um, you'll see how excited he is when I mention, uh, hey, you can send me a free globe anytime. The excitement that he has when I bring that up is unbelievable. Have a good Saturday. Enjoy. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I am so uh, so excited to talk to uh, my next guest. Uh, I know that uh, you know I don't do a lot of politics on the podcast, and uh, especially uh, today, I wanted to talk to this man about Brexit and what's happening, for, what's happening with uh, the United Kingdom and what's happening with the European Union. And uh, Theresa May uh, got the vote of uh, 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 she's okay. They, 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 she got the vote of confidence. They didn't kick her out. But she did say that she was going to leave before her term was up. Uh, and I know that they have the big EU summit going on at Brussels uh, happening right now. And for those of you, you know, remember the Brexit deal. Uh, you know, we, United Kingdom voted to exit the European Union. And now the deal that Theresa May made with the European Union doesn't seem to be that good of a deal for the United Kingdom. So I wanted to talk to someone, you know, in the heartland, in the motherland of the United Kingdom. And Peter Bellerby is uh, a international renowned businessman and artist for uh, Bellerby and Company Globes. Uh, and I'm a fan of his work. But he also, his, his studios are in London. And so I wanted to get his uh, thought on what's, uh, what's, happening, uh, what's happening on the ground in the United Kingdom. And Peter, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Good afternoon. My pleasure. So, Peter, through your eyes on the streets of London, um, good, bad, indifferent, yes, you want to leave the European Union, no, you don't want to leave the European Union, the people were stupid and didn't know what they really wanted. What, what do you think? I mean, there are there are so many questions and so many answers, most of which don't bear resemblance to the reality of the situation. Um, it's I want to point out I'm I'm not remotely qualified in politics either, 
having said that, you know, the way it's going at the moment, I'd probably do quite well in our political system because most of them are <laughs> right. coming up with um, figures just based on no reality whatsoever. The, the original um, deal, now I, I'll, I'll say where I stood on this, I voted to stay in. Okay. Although in my heart, I wanted to probably come out because I, I just think the European Union is um, unfit for purpose. But we had, at the outset, we had um, our politicians, our, the head of our bank, uh, the Bank of England, and the, our Chancellor of the Exchequer say there would be an immediate recession if we voted to leave. Right. Um, we voted to leave two years ago, and the country has done just fine. Um, right. And if, if those two people are getting the economic figures so wildly and you just you just can't believe it. There's no there's no reality. You you don't know what you're being told. And there right. is, there is, at the moment, there's the, the deal that Theresa May has um, has brokered, um, but it has this thing called the backstop in it, which is which essentially means that the EU can hold us within the EU indefinitely, and so we have to be part of the customs union and all the all the bureaucratic. Paraphernalia and so it's, rubbish, which is so why that, I think everyone wanted to leave in the first place. Right. I mean, that deal has you uh, leaving, but not leaving. Uh, yesterday, if you talk to Theresa May in time, if you talk to other people who understand um, the the way negotiations take place, then the, the best thing you ever do in a negotiation is have some small print near the end that allows you to completely backtrack on the whole deal. Right. Um, it's the best deal you can ever get. So, and you don't really. The whole point about the EU is they don't want to make um, a success of Brexit because if they do that, they'll have. Right. I can't even pronounce that thing. So they'll have Brexit, they'll have Italexit, they'll have <laughs> Brexit, they'll have everyone wanting to leave. Because right. And we will do a good job of it. And that's, the, that's their real concern that if we are do a good job of it, um, we will um, encourage every other country to leave. It's it's, it's kind of an unfit for purpose institution. It originally was an economic unit, and um, now it's becoming way too political. They want to have their own army, right? Just, why? No, no one can agree on anything anyway. So why have things like armies where you will have? Hey, let's um, not that you ever want to go to war, but let's let's we need to go to war to sort out this situation, and then you have to get. 27 member states agreeing to go to war. I mean, it's just, it's pointless. It's just wasting money. And don't forget, this is an institution that has not had its accounts signed off for 20 odd years. <laughs> it's never had a, it's so, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. But, so uh, those are the same people that are telling you that uh, the United Kingdom would uh, fall through the holes uh, because of the Brexit deal two years ago, which didn't happen. Yeah, uh, from the original vote, yeah. So it's it's really difficult to... You, you hear one politician and they sound as if they know what they're talking about, then you hear someone else completely contradicting them. But, but then the problem is that we haven't got um, a textbook to go and say, this is what's going to be the reality. This is the right. real world. We've just got politicians with their own agendas... Um, saying what what they think will happen and so it's it's really difficult i'm i'm not going to pretend to give any anything um 
other than I think as an independent nation, we are quite capable of standing up for ourselves. And the fact that um, the German car industry would die a death if we stopped buying their cars. So it's kind of, um, we buy a lot more from Europe than they buy from us. Right. So it's, it's kind of in their interest to make it work, but at the same time, it's also in their interest to make it not work. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, I mean, it's in a frustrating. You're in a frustrating position, no question. Um, so, uh, with the struggles of you know either either or, uh, how do you think? Do you do you think uh, with what you see uh, you know on the ground? Will we make the cut? Will it hold up and Theresa May walks and someone else comes in and makes a hopefully grabs onto the reins and makes a better deal? Or do you do they force the country to vote again, which goes against almost everything anybody believes in? Yeah, this is the problem. If they they did that, I genuinely think there could be um, civil unrest because you just it's like saying, hey, um, we'll, we'll put this out to the country. Oh, no, you're not, you're not clever enough to, you've chosen the wrong thing. Right. Stupid people. We'll make you vote again, and we'll try and lay it on even thicker this time. And then there'll probably be an even bigger vote. But the problem is, in the House of Commons, they still have to vote through a deal because of the, the Constitution, they have to agree to something, but they can't. They can't get a majority to agree to it. So, I, I think, I'm not entirely sure, but I think that will happen in March when the, the deadline is. That will be it. We'll be out, and we'll be out on a, a no deal basis. And then we have to just go to World WTO, um, World Trade Organization rules and tariffs, right. um, which is what we should have done two years ago. It would be much, much, um, from my perspective, better strategy um, to just say to the EU, right, we're going to go out in a month um, and just make them nervous about the whole thing. They, they have been playing the upper hand and playing us like a naughty school child who's decided to do something that they don't want us to do. Right. And unfortunately... Um, uh, we have a um, seems unfair to call her a weak leader, but everything you see that she does, um, her body language, her negotiating, it all seems to be very weak and um, based in the the bubble of politics rather than the reality of the commercial world. Peter, uh, when do you think that we will see, in, in with what you're seeing, when do you think we'll have an outcome? I mean, is it just going to be at the end of the, at, at the end of, what is it, March or May, uh, where we have to make the decision and come hell or high water, that's what we'll do? Maybe in my lifetime. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's just going to drag on and on and on. And it's, um, it's going to, um, there'll be so many, there, there are so many things to overcome. Um, and I, I just don't think we have the strength of character in our politicians to push through um, what what we need to do. Oh. I think um, it's, it's not um, it's going to be difficult. But I think we'll just come to a, um, some sort of deal that just about works, and then we'll just all crack on with it. And um, and it's not um, from our perspective. It's not 
I don't really think there's any been any difference in what um, day to day life. In, in, yeah, and in, certainly in the studio and in what we do, it doesn't really make a difference. I mean, I I guess we've had less um, interest from European customers, perhaps because they think in in March everything will be twenty percent cheaper, because obviously they can buy it. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. They can buy it without our VAT on, and if their tax rules in their country are less than 20%, then they can get it um, less. But, uh, and equally, half the time when things go across borders, they don't always get a tariff attached to them. Um, so so there is it's definitely less trade from the EU for, for, our, for us at the moment, but um, it's not... Um, um, I don't think it's... Um, it's not something I, I worry about, I don't think. And I, I, I don't think people really are putting off, um, no, certainly from Europe, uh, decisions. In this country, people are definitely putting off decisions. Our housing market is wow. um, very, very close. Well, so let's talk a little bit about your business. Uh, the reason that I, I know of you and the reason that I'm a, a, a fan of yours is uh, Ballerby and Company Globe Makers. Uh, Peter, my wife uh, showed me a globe from your company, I don't know how many years ago now. Um, how long have you been in business? Um, Ten years. Okay, so probably four or five years ago anyway, and I was in love and I've been in love ever since. Um Tell, let my audience know exactly what your company does. Bespoke uh, terrestrial and celestial globes, um, all made by hand. Um, I have a team of about 20 people in North London in studio, and we craft everything by hand. It is. It's essentially. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just—it's it, just—they're beautiful, and I'm—I'm I'm in love with the way you put it together. And if I uh, remember the story right, uh, you started the business because you didn't have a place to get the globe you wanted to give to your father. Is that right? Yeah. So I, um, at the outset, I—I I wanted to buy my dad something for his 80th birthday, and. I, I've always loved globes, so I thought it was yeah. fun to get him a globe. And so I went out and tried to buy one and obviously failed. I, I couldn't. I went into all the regular kind of map stores. I went into Harrods and um, I went to auction houses. And I was left with the choice of either very expensive antique models, which kind of are amazing. Obviously, they're out of date. And right. obviously, every time you touch them, another piece falls off. So you have to treat them quite gently. Then I was, the other alternative was just the, what I would kind of say, this um, school geography department globes, which are the bright colored political globes, which right. are functional and do a job, but they're not something that you would put in your, in your, um, in your library or your, um, your living room or in your house as a decorative piece of work. It's right. there as a functional piece of work. And I just thought, um, well, I, if I'm going to do this, I might as well make one myself um, and and make it how I want it to be. Beautiful. And uh, and I I gave myself an initial time frame of about three months, an initial budget of a few thousand pounds, and two years, and um, what would be a, a massive deposit for a house later. I, I eventually <laughs> produced the first go. Um, and um, 
that probably would have been about the most expensive globe in history. <laughs> um, but, um, but obviously, um, I relatively quickly into the, into the equation set up a company and decided, okay, well, if, if I'm going to do this, let's do it right. Um, I, 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 yeah, I got to, I got to a point very, very quickly actually where I way overspent the budgets, um, and I'd gone nowhere. I'd literally gone nowhere. I hadn't even completed a single thing that I'd set out to complete. I obviously had to have a map. I had to have, uh, be able to make spheres. I had to be able to have the brass meridian, the wooden base, and then I had to learn how to put the paper onto the sphere. Those are the main elements. And after three or four months, I, I hadn't done anything. I, I mean, I'd, I'd been working all the time. I just couldn't. It's so difficult doing every single process and so impossible to find people to help you to do it that it uh, just took way, way longer than I imagined. Uh, you've luckily now, yeah. sorry. No, I mean, you've actually found artists now that are um, working for you and creating, uh, creating works of art. Uh, with your globes that uh, is fantastic. And if anyone, you know, follows your social media accounts, um, I love the idea that uh, whoever is doing your uh, Instagram account has the breakdown of different countries and uh, the special scenes and behind, uh, you know, behind the stories of stories for those countries. That was a great idea. If it was your idea, good for you. If it wasn't still good for you, it's your company. Uh, I'd, I'd love to take credit, but my partner would kill me. Um, <laughs> she, she actually started, um, about five years in, maybe actually about four years in, um, she quit her other job, or quit her job, um, and then after a few months at home, she just said to me, I'm bored, I'm going to come and um, help you do this. And at that stage, I had a, a nice little company. There were um, three or four of us, um, no stress, um, quite, quite, quite easy, um, nice easy days. And then um, Jade said she'd come in and, and answer the phone. And she spent about two days um, at the studio, and the phone, I think, rang once. And she realized that that wasn't going to work. So she said, okay, I'll, I'll do some social media for you. And to say I was skeptical is um, an understatement. I just said, yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? That would be really good. We've got a, I, I think we actually had set up a, an Instagram account, perhaps, and, a, and we had a few things going, but not remotely serviced or taken seriously. Right. She then just took off with it, and and she worked out the whole thing herself, how to do the, um, or she decided to do the stories about different countries and things, and she she worked on getting more and more, more publicity, and it, it got to the stage where, I remember one time we were having a drink in a local pub, and yeah, I think Instagram had just um, put us as a, an account to follow, um, and her phone was literally... Um, it was almost it was getting hot from um, the, the kind of likes and the followers who were um, seeing us for the first time. That's fantastic. And, and it's kind of built from that. And, and, and that really has been the thing that has driven the business now to, um, to the position we're in. Peter Bellerby from uh, Bellerby and Company uh, Globe Makers in London. Peter, thank you so much uh, for uh, spending some time with us today. And, uh, you know, look, I don't want to, you know, I mean, I'll give you my address. You can send me a globe. It's okay. I mean, I don't want to say no. (laughs) 
I just I silence. Yeah, I know, Peter. It's okay. You don't have to say. You can say we're not sending you one, Jeff. Get over it. Um, I, I, I love your work. Thank you so much for your time. If you ever are in the States, I would love to meet you and talk to you face to face. And I'm, uh, it would I'm be there great. At least once a year, usually on the West Coast. Right. Uh, if we can if we can try to work it out, I would love to be able to meet you and spend a little bit of time with you. Um, thank you so much, Peter. I really appreciate it. My touch. Have a good day. Take care. Peter Bellerby from sure. Bellerby and Globe Company. I told you the excitement that he had in his voice when I asked him for that free, uh, you know, Globe. <laughs> so I won't be getting that. And I know the cell phone was a little bit of an issue. He's in London. You know, we're in Dallas when we're recording this. But his information was great. And it's something to look forward to. And just... Remember a lot of what he told you when you hear the news coming out of uh, the United Kingdom, whether it be from our reporters or theirs. Take a lot of what you're hearing as not true. Have a good weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Oh, my gosh, on Monday. Chewing the fat. Hashtag it. Chewing the fat, baby.